is the Dread King Logan. And you know what I hate? People that don't listen to Pro Wrestling Edge. This is King Approved. Welcome back to Pro Wrestling Edge. I am your host, The Dan Brewer, and I'm here with my tag team partners, the original bro, Josh. What's up, my man? What up, what up, Dan? How you doing today? Doing all right, man. It's another day in quarantine. Yeah, I feel you. I feel like I'm going back to work next week. I'm hearing a lot of rumors that I'm expecting that phone call one day this week. That'd be so nice. I think Monday's my day. I'm going back to reality. Yeah, that'd be nice to see some people. Um, also joining us is the Meadowbrook mobster, Nick the Gooch. What's up, my friend? Uh, just like you said, man, another day in this paradise. Actually, I mean, I'm in my car now, but I'm outside enjoying the sun while we got it. You know, can't wait till we can actually be outside and not have to worry about anything. I think next week it's supposed to be in like the high 70s next week. I heard I heard the highest that we got coming next week is like 88. That would be nice. Just something different. And I might get the sprinkler system out for the kids and let them play outside. There you go. So, fellas, we have another week of no independent wrestling. Oh, unfortunately, yeah. Um, On top of how many it's been, a gajillion. It feels like an eternity. I don't even want to know. Yeah, but before we get into everything, let's let everyone know where they can find us. Well, uh, why don't you start, Gooch? You can find me on Twitter at NickCaz1, on Instagram at PWETheGooch, and on TikTok at PWEPodTheGooch. How about yourself, Josh? You can find me on Twitter at OriginalBro19, Instagram at JRut19, and uh, how about yourself there, Dan? (laughs) We're <laughs> on Facebook, the Dan Brewer on Twitter and Instagram. The podcast you can find at PWE Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we don't have a, a Nick TikToks for us, so he's the TikToker of the group. Um, you can hear us on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can get your podcast, you can hear us. Please subscribe if you're on Apple. Give us that five-star review because if you're still listening to us on episode 56, we must be doing something right. 56, nice. Yeah, this is episode 56. So if you've missed or haven't listened to our last episode, please go back and listen to it. It's the interview that I did with John Wayne Murdoch. Uh, Horror Slam fans will remember him from uh, his match with Jeff King. And uh, he challenges Briar Wellington to go out and find him a partner for a little tag team match with the Rejects. So uh, hopefully when we get back to wrestling, John Wayne Murdoch will get his rematch or his match with Briar and a mystery partner taking on him and his Rejects partner, Reed Bentley. That's going to be good. That's going to be really good. Just wrestling live in general is going to be really good to see. I can't wait. So, uh, do you got any shout-outs today, uh, Josh? Uh, just shout-out everybody still working. You know, all the people that have been working and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm going to work next week, hopefully, so I can get back to my reality a little bit. And uh, that's about it. How about yourself, Gooch? You got any shout-outs? 
Uh, same boat, man, as usual, all the first responders, essential workers, and uh, a big shout out to a lot of the, the fire departments and police departments that are holding these little mini parades for our healthcare workers, you know, and they're driving by the hospitals with their signs, you know, we support you, thank you, we love you. Some actually here in Monroe County have gone as far as actually buying the whole, the, the hospital staff food because you know they're so busy they don't have time to go down to the cafeterias they don't have time even to call uber eats or jimmy john's or some kind of takeout they have no time to do it so they're they're putting in a big part and taking care of our people out there man Uh, so shout out to all of you guys kudos thank you yeah i know the nursing home that my grandma is in um their facebook page just had that uh they somebody uh some local restaurant brought in uh food for the staff at at the nursing home. So that's always a good thing when you see people helping out in this time. I'd like to give a a shout out to uh, Sean and Lisa Stockmeyer at Face Kicked Apparel. If you haven't seen their stuff yet, I talk about them all the time. Go to facekickedapparel.com or facekickedapparel on Facebook. Um, Go back and listen to the episode that I had them on, but they, they do great work. They did our shirts, and uh, they are the official home for Nomads gear. Nomads were recently voted the best faction in Michigan on Michigan Independent Weekly Wrestling Rage. Um, so go show some love to the Nomads, and if you're able to buy some merch uh, here and support the Michigan Independent Wrestlers, uh, check out Face Kicks Apparel and buy some Nomads gear. As a matter of fact, the shirt I'm wearing, Frogun, made by Face Kicked Apparel. Very comfy, fits very nice. Yeah, and they're just great people. Their customer service is top-notch, and, and you know, he does most of the shirts, and and they do a lot of the designs for the, uh, the local wrestlers, and a lot of them are getting Pro Wrestling Tees pages right now. Um, so... Pretty much the majority of the Michigan independent wrestlers now have Pro Wrestling Tees page, but a lot of those designs came from Lisa and Sean. Um, so uh, check out uh, Face Kicked Apparel. Um, also a friend of the show, Steve Thompson at Hyperion Championship Belts. He's a belt maker. Uh, you can get replica belts. You can see all of his work on his Facebook page, Hyperion Championship Belts, for the promotions in the area and um that he's done work for um great guy um he's actually doing gooch's belt for him right now yes, sir. And, uh, he also has that facebook group page hyperion belt so go ahead and join that group uh check out his matches of the day that he posts and the championship titles of the day and interact with all of us there that promote our stuff and and everything and not even just on Facebook. You can also find him at Hyperion Belts on Instagram and on Twitter as well. He posts a lot of his work there. Oh, he's on Insta. Well, I know he was on there, but last time I talked to him, he he wasn't using it as much. Yeah, he's not so much. But you know, every every so often, you do see these new belts that he's been coming out with. A lot of some some of the designs that he's working on. You know, his goofing off time, his downtime that he's got basically. Yeah, I've seen some lately from him on uh, on IG. So, you know. Whether he uses it a whole lot or not, plug that up, you know, plug in the IG form and the Twitter. Awesome. And 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 another shout out I want to give that I saw today. I was I was um, 
going through my uh, feed on on Instagram. Do you know who jumped on the TikTok bandwagon? The guru was on TikTok. The guru? Oh, dude, I'm about to get on there and find him right now. Yeah, I love the guru. Yeah. I, oh, I did see that. You know, the guru is a friend of the show. He was on, so go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Um, his TikTok is just like his Instagram, the Grunge Detroit uh, Punk is his uh, is his TikTok page. But uh, the Grunge or oh, the Guru? Oh, it's under the Guru. Yeah, it's the it, oh, it's the Guru Detroit Punk. Yeah, it's the same as his, his IG handle, the, the uh, Guru Detroit Punk. So check him out. Uh, he's a friend of the show, uh, great guy. But yeah, he is now on TikTok. So everyone on TikTok, go follow the Guru. Just did. Just did. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So now we're supporting him now on on TikTok as well. Hey man, I love that guy. Is hilarious. Yeah, he's a real good dude. Yeah, he like I said he was on the show and we sat down. He actually was here when I interviewed Briar and Rachel, but didn't want to steal their shine, so he just sat in the studio and kind of watched. But I had him on a week or so, a week or two weeks later, and he he's just a great guy, you know. So give give Guru a follow on TikTok and uh, check out. He put up his uh, his his no rush version today of that no rush challenge thing he did that today (laughs) so uh check him out um something big happened and i know we're not gonna really talk too i don't want to talk about money in the bank i didn't watch (laughs) it does it's horrible i didn't watch it um we talked about about it but i do want to talk about um something that happened on raw last night um becky announced that she's pregnant and she's leaving. And not so much to talk about what happened. You know, she came out. Asuka won Money in the Bank is what I'm taking because she's now the champion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So Asuka won Money in the Bank. She's now champion. But not necessarily talk about Becky coming out and doing an announcement because probably every show is talking about Becky coming out and doing an announcement. But the question I have for you guys is when you think of – Women in professional wrestling, you think of the likes of Moolah, Mae Young, Wendy Richter, um, uh, Medusa or Alundra Blaze, uh, Alundra Blaze if you're just a WWE or WWF fan, uh, um, uh, Medusa if you're a WCW fan, Sherry Martel, Trish and Lita. If Becky decides that this is it, if she decides that motherhood and that life, um, which from interviews and stuff that's been done, she's enjoying life and she's enjoying life in Iowa by the uh, coffee shop and living that rural uh, life. If she decides that, you know what? I want to do motherhood. I want to have a family, you know, I did my time in wrestling. I might come back, make appearances or whatnot. But if she decides this is it and she doesn't no longer have a full-time in-ring career, do you guys include her in that list? 
of the top women wrestlers when you think about women's wrestling? Would you include her on that list? I would. I mean, her career from NXT all the way up until now, beating, you know, at one point she held both the titles, beating off of uh, Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. I've I've always liked Becky to begin with, so I I might be biased in this. But I I think she would go down as one of the best. I'd say from my generation, from when I started watching, she's at least top ten. I'd say she's around there. Ten. I say she's around there. I, I don't. Uh, to be honest, with you, it's hard to say. I kind of feel like she would definitely come back eventually. You know, she's still so young. You know, I, I feel like she still would make a comeback if she does retire. That is after this motherhood. But, but um, also got to look at the fact of right now. She's also got a contract with uh, the Marvel Universe now. She's going to be doing movies on top of this whole motherhood thing. So. This could just be her pulling a rock and seeing a move. You know what I'm saying? True, true. Uh, I guess that's what we'll just have to see how it plays out. But my personal opinion is, is even in that case, The Rock and Cena, you know, they did the movies. They still came back, you know, regardless. <sighs> they still made a comeback, even if it's, I mean, is she first ballot Hall of Famer? No, definitely not. No. Uh, will she get the Hall of Fame? Eventually, yeah. I give it a few years before she actually makes her comeback. You know? If we even have a Hall of Fame. Because yeah. are we going to have wrestling with audiences come August when they plan on doing uh, you know, the Hall of Fame at SummerSlam? Is there going to be a 2020 Hall of Fame? And who knows how things could be running once you know Vince McMahon actually, if he finalizes any kind of deal, because he's the bait up for uh, selling it to Disney or uh let's see what other companies that's not owned by Disney. That's kind of hard to kind of hard to say. All ESPN everything is pretty Disney. much owned by yeah. Disney. Everything yeah, so, owned by Disney. Yeah, realistically, oh. he's gonna be selling to Disney. So who knows how the business is gonna go from here on out once that's done. So here's here's my thoughts when I was thinking about this today about Becky Lynch. I think Becky Lynch changed the game of women's wrestling. I think that um, Trish Stratus and Lita changed the game and they revolutionized it. Then you got into the women's revolution with Charlotte and Becky. But I think Becky took women's wrestling to a whole new platform in the modern era. I think that um, the whole story leading up to Becky, her, her entire story in wrestling is, is a good story. If you haven't heard about it, you know, she started years and years ago being trained by Finn Balor when she was a teenager and, um, and quitting wrestling. She quit wrestling to become a flight attendant because she couldn't get any breaks. And then she gave it one last try and someone, um, I'm not sure if it was Robbie Brookside or William Regal saw her and, and got her hooked up with the tryout. And she had a tryout, and there she was behind Charlotte and Sasha and, and Bailey. And then there's Becky. 
and working her way through all that and just working hard and keep at the grind. And then she gets to WWE and she was never made. She's always in that top group, but she was never the top star. And I think that she definitely in the last two years has supplant, uh, as, as supplanted herself as the top woman in the game, even yeah, above I, Charlotte. I agree with you on that. Uh, definitely. She did make a big push for her in her career these past two years. Cause before yeah, then it was all about what was it? The original four horsewomen were Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha, right? Yeah. Yeah. Vince, Vince was all about Charlotte and Sasha there for the longest fucking time. Yeah. So you've seen more of them and you didn't get to see Bailey getting her push. You didn't get to see Becky getting her push. And, and then you see she has this run and she, I mean, she dominates social media. She was the queen of social media for the, or the man of social media for the longest time. She used that. She took that into her character when she was finally allowed to be herself in the ring. She took over the women's wrestling uh, scene in the WWE. And then they bring in the biggest, baddest bitch on the planet, Ronda Rousey, and she still outshines Ronda Rousey. <laughs> What's funny, you saying that is, all right, so Ronda Rousey had this whole thing, why she's been gone for so long, and she brought about how she wants to be, she wants to start a family and all this and that, right? Well, I started seeing on Facebook, you know, ever since uh, her announcement last night, Becky beat Ronda for the title. Now Becky beat Ronda for having a kid and how she's, ahead of her once again and this and that thought that shit was hilarious well obviously her being the raw women's champion and we all agree that she's the top of women's wrestling in wwe right now obviously it wasn't like they planned this no no you know because she wouldn't be women's champion they would have done like ronda did i'm gonna give the title up and then i'm going to go try to have a family Mm -hmm. um I agree with Josh. Do I think she's the first ballot Hall of Famer? I, I think you have to be special to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I look at people like when Undertaker finally hangs it up and says, I'm done, no more wrestling. I think he goes in that the day. next Hall of Fame. You know? Oh, yeah. um, Edge was the guy that when he was injured, very next Hall of Fame he went in. That's an elite group. Does Becky fall into that? No. But has she been able to to put her name as a staple on that list of women that I said changed women's wrestling? I think she has. And I think there is a big void now in the WWE when it comes to top women talent now that Becky's gone. And no disrespect to Charlotte. I was a huge Charlotte fan. Show of hands, who's tired of Charlotte? Exactly. And and that's funny coming from Josh because Josh is all over her dick. I like Charlotte. I dig (laughs) Charlotte. But but it's like, you know, you don't. It's the same thing over and over. Yeah. You're giving her the title a gajillion times. There's no storyline to them. It's nine times out of ten, always just uh, out of nowhere. 
And she's always at the main event. It's just the same thing over and over. Now, Grant, is Charlotte fantastic? Yes. Yes, definitely. Charlotte, to me, is, and I could be wrong, people could, because I'm not a, a, a diehard WWE fan, but it just seemed like when I started getting away from Charlotte, she's more that role that Natty has, where she is the one that helps and mentors the younger talent. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm throwing her more shade. But the best talent, I think, and, and this is just me as an outsider, as a casual fan, the best talent they have right now is Asuka. Yes. Yeah. If you look at her resume, she's been Raw. She's now Raw's champion. She was SmackDown champion. She was tag team champion. She was the first ever um, women's Royal Rumble winner. She's won money in the bank. There's nothing that she hasn't done. She's now her getting the title. She's a Grand Slam champion now. She's uh, the ultimate Grand Slam champion. She's held every single thing. And one thing I do have to say, I like how they did their relinquish. They didn't just say, oh, here, I'm handing it over to you. Becky played it off like it was a planned story thing where they weren't fighting for the contract. They were actually fighting for the title inside the briefcase. Yeah. I like how they did that because normally when something like this happens and they relinquish, uh, it's you got vac- vacant is now the new women's champion. You know, you see that shit yeah. all over social media and whatnot. I like yeah. the way they did it this time. Or the person comes in the ring, she gives a speech, and she leaves the belt in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Which has been done. You know, Edge had to do Those it. Daniel Bryan did it. And know. I guess uh, where it is, Asuka had no idea what they were doing. They, she didn't know that they were giving her the belt on uh, last night. She thought that she was just legit the Money in the Bank contract winner. And then story came out when it, uh, everything aired last night. She came out like, this is my briefcase. Why do you have it? So that whole surprise thing apparently was an actual, was like a real surprise to Asuka. She didn't know she was getting the title last night. Well, from everything that I heard, that was filmed yesterday afternoon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the actual... Her coming out, it was filmed before everybody else got there. Okay. I wanted to keep it secret. And that's how it got leaked. Okay, yeah, because all I, all I had seen was that Asuka had no idea about it. That and was the person I was reading. They're saying that she's due in December, which would mean she was pregnant when she fought uh, Baszler at WrestleMania. That's, again, another thing I was reading why their match was so not as competitive as what everybody was expecting or thinking it was going to be. I don't think there's any way that she knew because if she was pregnant, there is no legal ramification, no legal that would allow her to get in that match. True. I don't think that it was legal. So it's just, it's just a thought I had today on Becky and an interesting take that I thought. See, what I was thinking about this was because I thought I think Becky's coming back. I don't think she's a tyrant. I'm thinking is now with Seth Rollins being the Messiah now, are they going to turn this into some kind of a storyline? You know, <laughs> some kind of, you know, the he's the Messiah. So, you know, somehow Becky became pregnant. You know, she's the virgin <laughs> or whatever. I, I highly doubt they're going to get, like... I can see Vince doing something like that hardcore. I mean... I could, but without sensitive... It's Money in the Bank's match. So, I mean, I can't put anything past them. 
I, don't I mean, you see some of the crazy storylines. It wouldn't be that crazy. I personally think that Becky should not come back full time. I think she's at the point where she can get that big payday to come back. Yeah, every once in a while, for sure. Or a little bit of a run. Because obviously, if she's going to be a mother, when she recovers it, Seth has a wrestling school right there in their hometown mm-hmm. where they live. You don't yep. think she's not going to be working out every day at the wrestling school and staying in ring shape when she's not yep. doing movies? I give it about a year and a half, two years, and then she's going to make her comeback. But I still don't think it, it'll be a full time. I think she's at the point now where she can just take that money. No, it won't be full time. She's not going to have another championship run, no. no. She'll be the special attraction. Yeah. She'll be the new Lita and Trish. Yeah. It was just a thought I had today when I was thinking about what we were going to do for the show. Um, second thing I wanted to talk about was um, last year at Double or Nothing, um, they had that um, – AEW had that Casino Battle Royal, and the winner got a future title shot at the champion, which ended up being Chris Jericho versus Hangman Page for the for for the title. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like a combination of a regular battle royal and a Royal Rumble all in one. They came in in groups in five, and there was tw- there was twenty one people. There was a wild card, and just played off the whole casino thing. Then they had a women's version of that match at All Out. And the winner of that match became number one contender for the women's title, which which uh, Nyla won. They had the match to make the champion that Rio won and ruined the first however many months of women's division for AEW. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've changed it up this year. They're doing a ladder match. And the and the winner of the ladder match becomes or gets a future shot at the AEW championship. Now, I did that. do you guys have any thoughts about that? I think it just sounds like, oh, you know, money in the bank, obviously, but I, I think it's going to be good. I mean, I don't know. I know of two entrants so far, you know, Darby Allen and Colt Cabana, but uh, I think there's going to be six total in this match. Yeah, so there's three so far. So we're recording this on, um, what is this? Tuesday, May 12th is not going to come out until Monday of next week. Orange Cassidy is in the uh, is match. Oh, oh. So this is my thought on having the casino ladder match. And uh, maybe we can have a discussion on my thoughts and what you guys think. Are you guys aware of who came up with the Money in the Bank ladder match? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. He's the only one who's never competed in one, or he's never won one. He's never won. He's competed in it. He's competed? Okay, yeah, he's never won it. So Chris Jericho came up with this concept. Did you see what they did for this year's Money in the Bank? Oh, this year's how they did the fight from the floor up? Yeah. Unfortunately, I watched that. Okay, so do you think their version of a Money in the Bank match, that they're not doing this to put on a better ladder match than Money in the Bank this year, and that this isn't a direct shot at what Vince has turned Chris Jericho's idea into? 
Yeah. Because <clears throat> they're just going to have a regular money in the bank ladder match. It's going to be fantastic. And it's going to destroy what the WWE's money in the bank ladder match was. I, yeah. th- I, I totally agree on that. I do too. I mean, just watching that match, it was so horrible. That That is, it's not a match that you want to turn into a c- cinematic match. And that's all that was. I mean, it had its parts where it was pretty hilarious, but the cameos in it, the the target brand doink the clown popping up fucking the, the fucking food fight i mean like for crying out loud just have a money in the bank match make it good you don't have to get all scripted and bring all the extra hoopla into it and think about it so far the three names that are in this darby allen who is going to be fantastic in a ladder match. this is his match cough and drop off the tallest ladder i see it Cassidy, who we saw what he can do when he wrestled Pac at Revolution. Mm-hmm. And Colt Cabana's in there to be the ring general. Yeah, that's, to control that's, the match. That's three. I know, but he's in there to be the ring general of the match to, uh, to, uh, to make sure everything goes the right way. I'm looking... I mean, I'm just thinking of who else could be in this match. and. I think you're seeing Hank. Or you're you're gonna see uh, Joey Janela in that match. See, I I I don't know. I'm thinking you might see Matt Hardy in this match. I could I see, see that too. I also he, see um, Jungle Boy. No, well, see Jungle Boy in it. Well, possibly. Jungle Boy is wrestling MJF. Oh, yeah. is he? Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. That night the of that match, it's going to be the finals of the uh, TNT title tournament too, isn't it? Which will be Cody and Lance Archer. Lance, yep. Speaking of that, did you hear allegedly Sting's supposed to be the one presenting? I, I was just going to bring that up. You kind of broke my thunder because that was the next thing that uh, topic <laughs> we were going to talk about. Uh, but we will get into that in a second. But I just see this being five guys – who can go out there and put on a hell of a match and Colt Cabana's there to put it all together. That's what I think this match is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be spectacular. I think this is going to be – it's going to be guys that they're pushing. It's going to be guys – you might see Sammy Guevara in this match. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't even mind him winning, honestly. It's guy. if you look at the people that's being pushed in exclusion of – Cody and Lance Archer is tied up in that. But you've got – well, they're probably going to end up doing Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho in the uh, – and th- so they will have their cinema t- – uh, their, uh, their, uh, their movie match with yeah. Jericho and, and Matt Hardy probably at, at, the, at the Hardy compound. So that will probably happen. So – but you're looking at guys like – Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, Sammy Guevara, guys that are young, up and coming, that can go. I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Havoc is in this match. I want to see Jimmy Havoc, John Moxley. That would be I want insane. That match. Yeah. I Jimmy, want that match. We all thought John Moxley versus fucking, oh my God, Omega was badass. I could see those two. And Havoc and Moxley in a match like that. that would Jimmy be Havoc is absolutely amazing. His matches in MLW with Mance Warner. 
were just some of the best matches. They had no ring barbed wire matches. I mean, they had some of the best matches where Jimmy Havoc staple gunning Mance Warner's tongue to a door. I mean, as extreme as hardcore as you can get. Can you imagine a lights out or a no sanction or a hardcore match between Jimmy Havoc and John Moxley for the title? That would be insane. That would be absolutely amazing. That'd be crazy, yeah. That, that's a pay-per-view I'd drop the 60 bucks for to watch. Yeah. Just for that match alone. And as Josh already mentioned now, we also have the finals of the TNT Championship Tournament, Cody Rhodes versus Lance Archer. And the rumor is Sting's contract is up with WWE, and the rumor is he is coming to present the TNT title to the winner of this match. I dig it. I mean, I, I had only seen that uh, Sting was catching heat from Vince McMahon earlier today when I was laying around scrolling through Facebook and seeing, you know, Sting under fire by WWE. Clicked on the link, and it was Sting's rumored to present the title. And I thought, dude, that's actually pretty cool, you know. Well, here's one thing that just recently happened. He was supposed to be in the new line of um, one of the new lines of WWE action figures. The Legend series, I believe and, it and was. His, and, and his figure got pulled from the series. That's what I was reading on. Yeah. So as long as he's coming there because he was a long-standing person on the TNT network. He was. And was there before. As long as they're not expecting him to stick around and be an on-screen manager. As long as that's not the plan for staying and he's coming in to, to – uh, to present the title, then I'm okay with it. I don't want Sting to be an, an, an on-air manager. To my knowledge, it's not. I, from what I'm hearing, is it's just going to be like the Bret Hart scenario. He's just presenting the title that night, and then he's done. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. Although I wouldn't be surprised if he does, you know, maybe he's possibly hanging around, you know, AEW a little bit longer. He could just have a behind backstage deal with them coming up. You know, like you said, he's worked with TNT forever. You know, Cody's mentioned that they have no plans on having an on-screen authority figure. So anybody that has been out there on social media saying that, oh, they'll have Sting as, like, general manager. He has come out and said that there's going to be no authority figure on screen for AEW. Because everyone knows in AEW who the authority figures are. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to have some on-screen person as as a um, as an authority figure. One thing I'm excited to see in AEW is tomorrow's episode, and uh, MJF makes his in-ring return tomorrow. I'm excited to see that. That guy has been putting out some good shit with his his uh, what was it? His hangnail at first, and then he got a paper cut or some shit. Who's he so, wrestling now? I forget who he's wrestling next week, but I who did they say he's wrestling? He's actually got a I don't think they've announced who's who he's wrestling. I'm guessing it's going to be a uh, a jobber match. A squash. Probably. They did announce last week though who he's facing at the next pay-per-view. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we said that. I would say that it's going to be a jobber match. 
I'd say that it's going to be a squash match. So. Yeah, that would make more most sense. Yeah, I mean, I would put him in there with Marco Stunt and just let him destroy Marco Stunt, which would tie into the story with with Jungle Boy, considering Marco Stunt has been doing the job uh, to, you know, Brody Lee and and Lance Archer. Yeah. Put uh, put Marco Stunt in with him. And speaking of Brody Lee, that's another match I'm excited to see. Two oh, former WWE employees now turned AEW facing off against each other once again, this time for a title, a singles title. And these two are both just absolute monsters in the ring. Moxley they have a lot of Brody. history, too. Yes, they their do. Their time in WWE. Because, so. like I said, uh, both their stables pretty much debuted around the same time. You had The Shield make their debut, and then the Wyatt family had made their debut. And then they actually even had a feud for a while there in WWE. But their history goes back to FCW and even before their time in yep, WWE. Yep. So yeah, so yeah, this is two guys that are going to enjoy out there. I hope they have better chemistry than um, than uh, Moxie and Hager did, because I don't think Moxie and Hager had the best of chemistry in that uh, empty arena match. I think they would. Cause they've already had you know so many matches together. I hope so. I really hope so because I I don't think that was in Hager's favor the way that match went for his push he was getting. So so yeah, since Josh kind of stole the thunder on that uh, topic of staying, but but you know I, I really enjoy Jake Roberts and his work with Lance Archer. Do you guys think that Lance Archer is going to be the champion, or you think Cody's going to take the TNT title? With how thing, with how heated things got last week, you know, Jake pulling out the the snake, and you know, involving Brandy into the whole thing. I see Cody getting big headed and getting overheated, and he's going to end up failing in the end. He's not going. I don't. I don't think he's going to win. I think Lance Archer is going to take it. Josh. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, Cody might finally pull off the win here. Uh, I think he'll uh, – he's been kind of uh, in a slump there with the big wins there. I think this is going to be the finally the big W he'll pull off. So if I'm thinking the way that Cody Rhodes thinks, Cody Rhodes is going to put Lance Archer over because mm-hmm. Lance Archer didn't get a fair shake in TNA. He didn't get a fair shake in, uh, in WWE. And he was always, you know, he was part of the Killer Elite squad with Dave Boy Smith Jr. And Dave Boy Smith Jr. was the one that got all the, all the press and all the attention over there. So um, they're wanting to put people over. And I think that uh, Cody is taking – his mindset is I, we need to get this roster over because he has said he doesn't plan on wrestling past 40 in ring. And he's 35 years old, 36 years old. So he doesn't have that many years left in him. But on the other hand, how would that help ratings? Cody is the most over-talent in AEW. The most over-star. He can't be AEW champion. That's already – you know, that's already out there. Well, doesn't this still tie into the storyline of, like, he's supposed to put up, like, half his share – in stocks or whatever, or his share of the company against Jake Roberts. 
or did that already take place? Because I thought that that was the whole point of Lance Archer coming in. Yeah, I and never thought about that. CNT they kind of really haven't said anything about that. Uh, do you know? What, do you remember what I'm talking about, though? I yeah. remember him saying that. He wants to take uh, but they haven't really and That's, that's that just up. what I mean. Unless, you know, we're just supposed to forget about that. And, you know, they're moved on from that. And, you know, they're just building this new storyline in the TNT tournament. But that's what I was carrying over. And that's how I would see, you know, Cody's still picking up the W in it. Uh, and they I, can I, make that farther with the feud. Say, yeah, I think this yeah, feud lasting way longer. Continue so. on. He'll eventually lose it, you know, the next shot or whatever. But then here, so, here's, here's the thing, though. A TNT title is going to is what is gonna mean a lot to TNT and AEW's uh, 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 relationship. So do you want to have someone, a staple that holds that title for a long time, or do you want to, less than a year in, was it August to February, Jericho had it, and, and now we're on our second AEW world champion. Do we see that turnover with the AEW belt more frequently, and the TNT champion is the one that's the stable and the workhorse that holds the title for long longest periods of times? You know, Becky just had what three hundred ninety nine days was her reign yeah. as Raw mm-hmm. champion. Are you well, yeah, see- definitely their workhorse. Are thing. we going to see something like that with a TNT title? I don't see Lance Archer being that person. No, and neither do I. I see Cody being that person. Yeah, I see him. Actually, the person that I think should should be the the one that takes that belt in the future and and is champion for a long time is MJF. That's the person that I think should be the long term. So, do you think there's a a short feud between Lance Archer and Cody for the TNT? Cody ends up obtaining the belt, and then another MJF Cody feud for the belt. I don't know. I I, I just think that uh, MJF is the guy that is your long-term staple at that title. I mean, I'm not denying he does. I think he does deserve this title. You know, when they had the uh, tournament set up, I was like, well, it's Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara in the finals. And here they go. Then they go and they pull a WWE move and put the veterans in there. Well, I called that when we were, when we talked about that, that uh, one episode, when they first started the bracket, I said it was going to be Cody and Lance Archer in the finals. But I just don't see Lance Archer being the guy to carry that title. As significant as it is to that relationship with TNT, I don't see Lance Archer being the guy. Yeah, so you see Cody holding it for a while after the at, at this next pay per view, you see him taking it and he's gonna hold it for a while. That would be my and then MJF retires him for good. Give it about a good six months, Cody's gonna hold on to it and MJF's gonna come in and swoop it. Super yeah. away from him. Or or longer, nine, ten months. Maybe you don't lose it again until double or nothing next year. Make him the hard the real big workhorse for a year, take out that one year out of the five that he's got left in wrestling. And he just has a few matches here and there, starts losing his ranking in AEW. Yeah. You know, because the number one when it's all said and done, as much as it's all four of them, Cody is the is the creative mind of, of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Without a doubt on that. 
So I don't know. We'll have to tune in uh, May 23rd. Yeah, I was actually contemplating, you know, if all this crap settles over, you know, and we can all get together, we just might have to get together for it. Let's say, because don't they have the uh, their, their pay-per-views on Fight TV? They're on, uh, in the States, they're on Bleacher Report Live. Bleacher well, I can get on the uh, PlayStation, so. Yeah, they're on BR Live in the States. Anywhere outside of the States, it's on Fight TV. But here in the States, it's on BR Live. Right on, right on. Well, I guess we'll wrap this episode up. Yeah, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of stuff going down this week, man. No, it's another day. Pat McAfee said on his on his uh, Pat McAfee show today in uh, Sports Talk or um, with uh, Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk Sports Talk. This is not a good day for sports news, and really not a whole lot for for wrestling. No, okay. not at all. Without diving into Money in the Bank, which I don't want to do. Yeah, I really, like I said, I wasn't a big fan of it, so there's really not much to talk about with that. I was only able to catch, like, two matches, so. You didn't miss much, man. Like I said, the best match of that night was McIntyre and Rollins. Mm. Did Drew McIntyre keep his title? Yeah, he yeah. retained, and he they even had a little – thing at the end of the match where they showed respect for each other. They shook each other's hands. No no trickery, no fuckery about it. Well, they're going to have to turn Seth babyface now because Becky's pregnant and everybody loves Becky. Well, well now, that's the thing. Seth's like doing this like crazy loco thing right now. Because last night he actually just drove uh, Rey Mysterio's eye into the corner of the steel steps and they had this whole backstage segment where they were in the, the medic room because it was... Uh, it was Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black tagging against Seth Rollins and Murphy last night. Well, the match ended in a DQ, and Seth Rollins, like a f- switch flipped. He went crazy, pulled Rey's mask up to where the mouthpiece was around his eye and just started pushing his eye into the corner. All of a sudden, you see blood start running down his eye and shit. Blood packet. Yeah, obviously. I mean, come the fuck on now. <laughs> How amazing is Buddy Murphy? I dude, I, I love that dude. He's awesome. I'm glad he's finally getting you know more TV time, more of a push. You know, getting noticed. It should have happened a while ago, to be honest with you. I would love for eventually to happen that he turns on Seth. It's well, going to eventually lead to that. It will be a a, a a turn where Seth turns back babyface and and um and Buddy Murphy's a top heel. And stuff that happened last night in that tag match actually kind of leads towards that. You know, Seth's getting to that point where he's getting crazy and he's getting boisterous and angry. And just like with any other leader that gets that way, his followers turn on him or he's going to end up flipping the switch on everybody else. So, I mean, right now they're not doing anything with AOP. AOP ain't been around for this whole Messiah bullshit. So it's just Rollins and Murphy. Messiah is going to – the Messiah gimmick is going to be ending here very, very soon. Well, yeah, because Becky's so over and, and and the honest reactions that came out, especially in the ring between her and Asuka um, and Becky's tears and everything, that was real. And, and you can't keep Seth heel too much longer after that. No. So. No. All right, fellas, until next time. 
Hopefully we get more uh, more wrestling soon, man. Hopefully. I'm about to have to start creating my own matches, having backyard matches so we have something to talk about. Well, speaking of that, on our last oh. episode when I interviewed John Wayne Murdoch, um, May 9th, him, Aiden Blackheart, and Akira had their quarantine and kill backyard death match. Well, if you haven't listened to the last episode, he says that this is going to be a monthly thing. So we're going to get uh, at least some backyard deathmatch wrestling. Cool. From, from Everybody loves a little old school backyard wrestling. Kira and, uh, and uh, Aiden Blackheart. And if you guys haven't seen that, it is on Pro Wrestling Edge's Facebook page, the match between uh, those three. So uh, Sounds like we're going to have to hop on that train, Josh, bust out 24-7 again. I know we're getting up there in age, but – Call out some twenty four seven rules, man. Let's do it. You want to wrestle? Yeah, we used to do this back when we were younger. We ended up like I got, like I said before, I got speared through a couch by Josh during one of our twenty four seven rule matches. It was fun. I loved it. Miss it. Yeah, those were the days. I used to have those matches too. Well, fellas, until next time. Peace. The Bushwick Antichrist, the Stormlord of the Underground, the Crater, the Originator, the Goddamn Pioneer of the No Brain Deathmatch, the Hamster Hardcore himself, Casanova Valentine, is on the Pro Wrestling Edge podcast. Get your shit together, Detroit. <laughs>